good morning, everybody. Would you stand with me a minute and lift up your hands? There's something about lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting, getting in the presence of God. We ought to do that just throughout the day in our lives, particularly in the house of the Lord. We ought to do that. So, Father, we just come today. I thank you that you minister to each and every person in this house. I thank you, Father, that it is not by our ability, it is not by our power, but by your Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and work in each life. Each of us have something unique that's in our hearts that we ask you to reveal and unfold and change on the inside of us. Prepare us for that which you have for us. Come by your Holy Spirit right now. Touch every life. We give you praise. And Father, I ask you to let the word that is in my heart today that I believe you've put there come out into each one that they will have ears to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. As you well know, I'm very proud of what God's doing in this house. He's doing some marvelous things and I tell you, I'm so proud of Sean and Ab, I just don't know what to do. They're doing just an excellent job in leaving our house. Thank you. We truly honor you and thank you for what God is doing in you and through you and all your family. Thank you for it. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to start out with something that may sound a little gloomy, but it's going to pick up from here. Is that all right? Um, I do not know how it happened. I, I really don't. But in a certain situation recently... I found myself simply had lost hope, and I was really down. It was actually through the holiday season, believe it or not, even up through Christmas. I was just struggling internally, and I can't even, as to what it was, obviously that wouldn't even be appropriate for anybody, but it's just something internal I was dealing with. I'd prayed about. I hadn't seen the results that I was expecting, and I was just struggling. Have you ever been there? Let me see your hand if you've ever been there. Well, that's where I was, and that's what I was, I was really struggling with. And so after Christmas, in Monday, probably somewhere Monday, Tuesday, I started getting a song in my heart. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. You see, he, he ministers to us through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. He is singing and making melody in our heart. That's how we stay full of the Spirit of God and in worshiping. But, but I just kept getting this song. Hope has a name, Emmanuel. We sing it here. Hope, I want you to say it out loud with me. Hope has a name. You see, that name is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will always be with you. Hallelujah. Come on and lift your hands and give him praise. There's something powerful about knowing God is with us in this life. I'm grateful to God for that. You're not alone. But I love something as Jesus began to prepare after he'd been, had his earth ministry, and he begins now to prepare his, his disciples for him going away. He said in John 14, 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And so I want you to know today that uh, when Jesus said this, it was very powerful that we get the sense of, of what he's saying to us in our lives. I want to talk to you today about turning 
the hopeless situation into hope. How many of you know you have a few things? Let me ask it this way. How many of you have a few things that you seem to have lost hope in? Let me see your hand all over this room. I know it because I know we humans have to deal with that. We're all the same. You sometimes think, well, the preacher doesn't have to deal with that. I'm surprised Pastor Reggie's up here saying he has to deal with hopelessness. We all have something once in a while that the enemy... You see, you can be hopeless in one area and full of faith in another. But when you lose hopelessness, sometimes it's involved more than yourself. And so you have to understand God has to work through other channels when he's dealing with other situations. And so when God is doing that, we've got to stand. Hallelujah. Having done all, stand. Glory to God. How many of you have done all to stand? Glory. That's, that's what we got to do. Just stand. Having done all to stand. And I'm doing that and you're doing that and we're living that out. But I want to pick up here and go forward and just show you something that was very powerful that Jesus said to them. He told them that, that he was going away. And it says in, in John 16, when he told them that, let's just actually read that. Uh, it brought them much sorrow. Notice this. He said this in John 16, 4C. He said, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you asked me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you. I want you to say this, nevertheless. Say this out loud with me, nevertheless. Turn to somebody and say, nevertheless. See, Jesus said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And then in verse 16, he says something else. He said, a little while. And you will see me no longer. And again a little while, and you will see me. Dr. Rutland preached a message years ago that I just love called God Talk. He talked about how the challenge that God has to take heaven's language and get it through our language. And he was expressing that in a powerful message about God talk. And so when you read things like this, I'm going away, but I'm coming back, you can read it one, one way. He's saying like, I'm going to go away. You're not going to ever see me again. And yet he's saying, I'm going to come to you. So he's talking about the third person of the Trinity. He himself is going back. He's going to give up his life for us. He's going back to the right hand of the Father. And you see, Jesus could only be in one place at one time. He could not be in several places. When he did a miracle in Capernaum, he couldn't do one over somewhere else right at the same moment. He could only, he was confined. But he says, listen, you're not going to be confined anymore. My power is not going to be confined anymore. I'm going back to the Father. I'm going to be seated. And I am going to send you the Holy Spirit who proceeds out of the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit is the perfect unity of the Father and the Son. That's why we call it the triune Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God God the Holy Spirit. No, not three gods. One God manifests in three persons. Come on and shout and give him praise. So he says it's to your advantage. They had sorrow. They couldn't understand it. But do you see the I in chapter 14 and him in chapter 16 is referring to the promise of the Father, the coming of the Holy Spirit. You see, on that day, 
the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire sat upon each of them. Now notice. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You see, this was probably 30 years before Paul, the apostle Paul, maybe 40, wrote Acts 19. Things, we think things happened every day. Sometimes there's years between things happening. But he comes down to Ephesus in, in Acts 19, and he says to the believers there, he said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? See, they'd already believed. And they said, no, we not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. He said, then what were you baptized into? And they said, we were baptized into John's baptism. Well, he went on and told them about the baptism in water and about that because the Bible says that then he baptized them and then he laid his hands on them. And once he had laid his hands on them, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues. I want you to know God wants you to be a Spirit-filled Christian. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I mean, 30 years or 40 years, we don't know exactly later I mean, the Apostle Paul, he, he's an apostle out of due season. The, the original apostles, he was not among those. He's here now. He's an apostle appointed by God, and he's coming down, and he's still preaching the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that every Christian, whether you're Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Catholic, whatever you are, if you know Jesus, he wants you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I want to ask you a question. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit since you believed? Glory to God. Come on, shout out loud, yes. yes. Amen. If not, you need to be even today in this room. I'm grateful that I was not left an orphan. You see, I grew up without a dad in my home. I used to see people with dads, and I'd envy them. I'd see my, my uncle next door with his son, Judd, when we were all young and and uh, he was getting a go-kart. I'll never forget it. And I was thinking, I wish I had a dad. You know, but when you understand that you're not going to be left an orphan, you're not going to uh, be left without a father. I mean, my mother, I'll, I'll give her this. I loved my mother. She loved Jesus all of her heart. And she would tell us all the time, God is your father. God is your father. She put something in us that I can't explain to anybody. But he comes, Father, Son comes to us through the mighty Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus was confined to one location at a time. But the Holy Spirit can be all over the earth. He's with us this morning. I've already sensed his presence. Have you already sensed his presence? When they were singing that last song particularly, I sensed the presence of the Lord. Thank God for that. I'd rather have that in church than anything in the world. Let me tell you, we'd have all the lights, we'd have all the flash, and I think all those things are good. I want you to know that. I'm with all that. But if we had all that and didn't have his presence, we wouldn't have anything. It's the presence of the Holy Holy Spirit that makes this house work. And he's with us here. He's with the other churches in our city today who are open to his presence. He's in Africa today. He's in India today. He's in the islands of the sea today. He's all over the world. You see, Jesus was confined on the earth to one place, but when he sent the Holy Spirit, he's at work among everybody. When you leave here today, he's in your house today. He's in my house today. He's in our nation today. Hallelujah. Come on and lift up your hands and give him praise. Sound loud with me, mighty Holy Spirit. And then I have to tell you something that's really funny. I woke up the other morning, just this past week, and uh, 
I was preaching in my dream right before I woke up. I was preaching away. I mean, that's only happened to me maybe three times in my life. But I'm preaching away, and I had my finger pointing to the congregation, and I said this, little Pentecost, little power. Little Pentecost, little power. I'm telling you, you can either take advantage of what's been given to you, and you'll have a little bit of power, or you can take advantage of everything he's given you, and you're going to have a whole lot of power. Turn to somebody and say, little Pentecost, little power. Aren't you glad we're a spirit-filled church in this house? Aren't you glad we believe he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that what he was, he still is, that what he is, he still will be tomorrow? Glory to God, his arm is not short, that he cannot save, nor is he heavy, that he cannot hear. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? Hallelujah. He is God Almighty all by himself, as Pastor Sean said. I have no idea where I am in my notes. Somehow you just get inspired and you forget all that. Come on and praise him today. Come on and praise him. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his excellent greatness. Let everything, every person who has breath praise you the Lord. For the Lord is mighty and he is strong and he is powerful and he's mindful and he cares about the things that you feel hopeless about. Glory to God. Mambraste lefre fe tematoprene capontaha. Shurifitilia talebota calamana nombrastambra dea delevrevavini, o swala faranancreteo. For you can stay down here with the weak and beggarly elements of the world, or you can come and be seated with Christ in the heavenly places, far above principalities and powers, and let the things of the kingdom get in you so that you dominate the things that are down here. For greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Come on and give him praise in his house today. Oh, glory. I don't know about you, but I feel like shouting. Silver and gold. Have I none? Peter said, I don't have anything with me to give you, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he went walking and leaping and praising the Lord. I want to tell you, when he gets in you real strong, you may just get up and walk and leap and praise the Lord because he is good and his mercy endures forever. Glory to God. Glory to God. Pastor Sean, I'm going to be honest with you. When you pushed me about preaching this morning, I didn't want to. There's several reasons for that. One is I wanted to hear you, and I mean that before God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I've been fed so much, and I love it. But so that was part of it. The other thing is it's a lot of work (laughs) to get prepared to preach. I was down here yesterday morning from 1030 until like 8 o'clock at night. It takes, you don't realize what goes into it. It's not just putting the sermons together. It's putting your spirit together. It's getting in the flow of God. It's following. I'll tell you, my hand is off and my hat is off to the person who steps in. I'm not talking about these little mamby-pamby people that just get up and read some little something. But I'm talking about people that come and have something to give. Glory to God. I'll tell you, when we come to church, we shouldn't come to just get. We should come to give. Give. 
And when you do worship God, when you lift up your holy hands, when you begin to praise Him, hallelujah, and His glory begins to descend. I tell you, it's a beautiful thing to see the church come together in the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Glory to God. And I appreciate what's happening in this house. We keep gaining speed. I'll never forget. I'm sitting right over there by that little, my little seat that was given to me when he took over. He said, you got your seat. Don't don't move you. Just stay right there. That's my little seat in the house right there. I'm sitting over there, and I had some questions in my heart a while back. I knew it was God. I knew my time was up, but I didn't want to have been fired. Do you know what that means? So I'm sitting over there with some of these questions in my heart. You know, was I fired? Wasn't I doing a good job? Am I irrelevant today? That's true. I, that would be true because I don't want to be relevant today. I don't want to have the spirit of the world on me. I don't want what I see happening. I don't want to be a TikToker. I'm just talking straight up with you here. A lot of that mess I want nothing to do with. But I'm questioning in my heart. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me right on that little seat, right on a Sunday morning. You had brought Family Worship Center as far as it could go. But I want to take it further. That's not a put down. That's God saying to us, hey, you've done everything I called you to do. Now I want to take it further. Hallelujah. The only thing that's going to take it further is more word and more spirit. Can you say amen? Not just word. If that's all you get, you're going to dry up. But if you get word and spirit, hallelujah, you're going to see the things of God work in your life. Well, I'm off course here, but come on, let's just go back and pick up here. Say this with me out loud. Little Pentecost. Little power. The apostle Paul said something. He said, I speak in tongues more than you all. I read a fellow, is actually a Baptist minister. There's a lot of Baptist ministers don't think like this, but this one did. He said, um, he made the statement, the apostle Paul took a dim view of tongues. But it was the apostle Paul who said, I think he forgot to read the Bible. It was, it was the Apostle Paul who said in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. Now, here's a man that wrote at least half of the New Testament, possibly more, who thanked God he spoke in tongues more than anybody. And I don't know anybody had more revelation than the Apostle Paul. Amen? Can you say amen? Well, I, I just want to say to you, I'm, I've got a few little things on my heart, and then I'm going to give you three things that is going to cause you to walk in victory in 2023. Do you want those three things? Okay, before we get there, let me give you a little bit more. I want to, I want to bait you for this because this is really good. Come on. Hey, lift your hands up. Lift your hands. Say, Jesus, head of the church, I want you to speak into my life. I want to hear the voice of the great shepherd. You are my shepherd. I am your sheep. I come and I ask you, quicken things in my heart this day, things you want to say to me that will bring blessing through me to others, in me to myself. Thank you, Jesus. Say the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He will make me to lie down in green pastures. He will lead me beside the still waters. Hallelujah. And you know he'll lead you in righteousness for his namesake. He's a good father. All glory. Can we stop just a minute? There's no need to get in a hurry. I don't preach as long as Pastor Sean, so we're in no hurry here today. He fusses at me for getting out too early. I'm playing. But no, we can wait a minute on him. He's got something he wants to say. I sense that to somebody. You're reaching out. You're searching. For surely I have seen your heart. I have seen your cry. I have seen that which would, which would make you sense you've been passed by. But right now I want you to know the timing of the Lord is perfect. You're in your perfect spot at the perfect time, and you will see the greatness of God, and in this you will be sublime. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Come on, church. Shout a minute. Give him praise. He wanted to speak to us, and he did. Hallelujah. Now, this song that the Spirit brought in me, Hope, Hope has a name, God with us. This reminds me of how when different things happen in life, you know the Apostle Paul, we think if you're a Christian, nothing bad ever happens to you. Well, it never happens to you from God. But we have three enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil, none of which are God. God's your friend. God's your helper. The Holy Spirit is your helper. He's your comforter. He doesn't do bad things. He does good things. But the world, the flesh, and the devil are our enemies. And so the Apostle Paul here in Acts 27, he'd been told, I'm going to send you to appeal to Caesar. You're going to Rome. You're going to see Caesar. And on the way there, he's in a boat, and they come to a certain island. And the Apostle Paul perceived that it was going to be with much trouble, even the possibility of the, the life of people being lost. And he appealed to the captain, don't set sail. We don't need to set sail. But they didn't listen to Paul, and they sailed anyhow. And then I want to pick up here in Acts chapter 27, and I want you to hear these words because it's interesting. He said, and on the third day, this is Acts 27, 19, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of being saved was lost. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, this sounds like mama. It sounds like daddy. Men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Yet, I want everybody to say yet three times. Yet now I urge you to take heart. That's what happened to me with that song. When the Lord gave me that song, morning, afternoon, night, on my way to McDonald's, I would hear that song. I would sing it. Just sing that little tune. Hope has a name. Emmanuel. On that way. I'll take heart for there will be no loss of life among you but only of the ship. 
For this very night there stood before me an angel of God. How many of you believe in angels? Thank God they're ministering spirits sent forth from God to minister unto those who are heirs of salvation. He said, For this very night there stood before me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. Now notice, I love this. I put this in red myself. And behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. I know in life there's people that sail with us. And sometimes you can get disappointed with where they are. But I want to tell you something. You can take a hold of this. I'm going to give all of those with you who sail with you. Hallelujah. I tell you, thank God for your family. Pray for your family. And, and, and when you get discouraged about family, just pick back up and start praying again. Hallelujah. Because God is able to do exceeding abundantly above anything we shall ask or think according to his power that's at work in each of us. Can you say amen? And he said, God has granted all those who sail with you so Take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told, but we must run aground on some island. Now, I put that in because sometimes when we miss what God tells us, there may be some consequences we've got to work through. Don't think that everything just gets puffed out when you miss God. There's consequences to disobeying God, yet God's merciful in the midst of it. He was merciful here. He salvaged their lives, even though they were going to pay a penalty for things. Not from God, but he just came in and made sure their lives were, were saved. Yet they had to throw stuff overboard that was precious to them. They had to throw treasures, no doubt, overboard. Why? Because they had disobeyed and wouldn't listen to what the Lord said to them. Amen? Now, here there are some of you who are like me. You have gotten discouraged and you've lost hope and you've lost heart like these men did. It might be a relationship. It might be a marriage. It might be a physical challenge. It may be a spiritual challenge. You've kept coming up, and, and you'll come up on something, and you fall. And you come up on it, and you fall. I want to tell you something. Little Pentecost, little power. I want you to get that in your spirit. Little Pentecost, little power. How does that relate? Totally, completely. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. He put that first. And I will pray with my understanding. I will sing with the Spirit. And I will sing with my understanding. God wants you to pray. He wants you to be a person of prayer. When we sang that this, this morning, I thought that was just beautiful. He wants us all to be prayers. And to the extent little prayer, little answers. Amen. Little word, little faith. It was just a word from heaven. It just goes in every area of our lives. Little this, little that. Little that, little the other. He wants you to have much word. So let me get into the three things that I really believe, if you'll do this, I want you to hear the heart of an old man today. Amen. It's been one hour, Sean. I'm just about done. Is that all right? Uh, he just shakes his head. Well, this is ice cream and dessert. This is after the meals we've been getting. Amen. You know, he's the boss now. I'm supposed to listen to him, and I'm really trying. I'm trying to make sure I do that. You think I'm joking? For 2023, there's three things. If you'll do these, you'll walk in victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. 
The first one is this, much word, much faith. Get in the word if you want to have faith. If you want to walk in faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Much word, much faith. Say that out loud with me. Much word, much faith. Little word, little faith. How many of you want to be much word? To the extent you get in the word is to the extent you'll be able to believe God. Get that settled in your heart. And then... The other thing was exactly what we've been talking about, praying. If you yield yourself, I like to say it this way, your tongue as the pen of a ready writer, you will be inspired to pray two ways. Inspiration comes praying in your own language. That's how prophetically we pray. We'll pray and the Spirit of God will hook with us and we, prof- we, we pray prophetically in our own language. But also, we begin to pray in tongues. You see, when we talk about Dr. Rutland's point of God talk, that's what he gave us when he baptized us in the Holy Spirit. He gave you an ability to talk God talk, heaven's language. You know, it's interesting. I find this very interesting. That If every single one were to be put under a microphone today and we heard your tongue, There's not one that would be the same as the other. He gives you a customized, personal language, a heavenly language to pray in that tongue. Hallelujah. And here's the thing. I don't know what to pray for about tomorrow. Tomorrow hasn't happened. I don't know what's coming tomorrow. But the Holy Spirit can take what's coming tomorrow and pray it out today. To where when it comes tomorrow, it's already been prayed over. Have you ever had a situation arise and you'd already prayed over it? You didn't know it was coming, but through the Spirit, you'd, I, I know yesterday, yesterday right here over in the prayer room, in my prayer space, kept my little prayer space. I'm so glad for it. If they ever change it, I'm going to fight for it. Amen. But anyhow, it's, it's a little prayer space. But at some point in that prayer space, I started from my insides hearing something deeper than words coming from me. See, he gave us praying in our own language. He gave us praying in a heavenly language. And then he gave us groanings, which are deeper than language. I don't know how you can groan on earth and it be translated into an answer in heaven. But you and I have been given the ability to go deep in the Spirit. And take the things of God and bring them in faith. You see, what, how, how do you know, if you don't know what you're saying, how do you do it in faith? Faith says, I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to pray through me. And when I start out, I don't know what I'm praying. I can't see what I'm touching. I can't see what's coming. But in faith, I'm going to trust God to pray that already, to go ahead of me. Hallelujah. I just love this, how God can go ahead of you in your family. He can go ahead of you in your spouse. He can go ahead of you in your children. He can go ahead of you in your job. He can go ahead of you in your work. He knows what's coming, but we don't know. We see through a glass darkly. We don't know. But through praying in the Holy Spirit. So that's first the word. Much word, much faith. Little word, okay. Much Pentecost, 
much power. Come on, say it again. Much Pentecost, much power. Little Pentecost, little power. And then I'm going to touch something nobody wants to hear. Third thing, walk in holiness. If you want God working with you, be holy. Hallelujah. He wouldn't command you to be holy if he wouldn't equip you to be holy. He says, be you holy. Without holiness, no man's going to see the Lord. I would like to add to that, in this life or in the one to come, neither one of them. I want to tell you right now, you can't live like the devil and expect the power of God to work through you. You can't live like the devil and expect your faith to work. But you need to put aside, uh, matter of fact, I'm going to tap right into where you were last time. Put aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset you. I'm telling you, it is so easy to yield to depression. It is so easy to yield to sin. It is so easy to yield to the enemy's attacks. But if you'll rise up, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, you'll get in the Word, you'll get in prayer, and you'll walk in holiness. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every voice that rises against you from the enemy's condemned already. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Sometimes we want to claim the promise without the condition. The condition is the Word. Prayer and holiness. Come on. 2023. Say it with me. Much word, much faith, much prayer, much power, much holiness, much blessing. Come on and give him praise and stand up on your feet right now. Lift up your hands and give him thanks. Hallelujah. 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 Come on and pray a minute. We got time. We have time to just make this a little prayer meeting for a few minutes. Come on. Because what happens is, this is what we do on Wednesday nights. We just kind of come and try to inspire you into faith so that you can pray out of faith. It's important that when you pray, you pray from the position of faith. This is the confidence, the faith we have in Him. That if we ask anything, according to his will. He hears us. And if he hears us, which he does, then those petitions that we brought unto him, he will grant us. So take a few minutes right in this room right now and just make it a moment of prayer in this house. Hallelujah. Just make it a moment of prayer. It's okay to pray right out loud. You don't have to be quiet. We're in a spirit-filled church. You don't have to be quiet. Go ahead and pray right out. It's all right to do that. Particularly in the spirit, it's beautiful. When the voices of the spirit blend together in the unity of the spirit, it's a beautiful thing. So come on and lift up your voices. Lift up your hands. Lift up your eyes into the fields, which are white unto harvest. Harvest in your family. Harvest in your circumstances. Harvest in your business. Harvest in your work, your employment. Harvest in your coming and harvest in your going. Lift up your eyes into the hills from which comes our help. Yea, our help comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. I love Psalm 121 in the Living Bible. Shall I look into the mountain, God, for my help? No. Jehovah is my God, who made the mountain and the heavens too. He will not allow my foot to stumble, slip, nor fall. Listen to this, for Jehovah himself is caring for you. Come on and give him praise today. Come on and give him thanks. Jehovah himself 
Jehovah Himself, Him personally, He personally is caring for you. Glory, glory. Give Him praise in His house. Give Him thanks. Let everybody praise Him. Let everything praise Him. On the cymbals, on the high-sounding cymbals, hallelujah. Go ahead, Stephen, sing that song. We're going to sing that song about hope. Hallelujah. Come on and listen to it. <laughs> 